morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for starting your day with me, whether you're watching or listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook. However, I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what's going to happen over the last month or so. We've been talking about how to learn how to hustle like Jesus so that we can have great work-life balance, have the rest that comes from God, have great mental health, and also accomplish all the things God wants us to accomplish. And this week and last week, I've been sharing from a series I shared a couple years ago called Beach Life life on vacation. Here's another clip of that message. If you want to watch the whole series, you can find it on our Faith Plus app. Once again, this series is called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. Enjoy the rest God has for you. Joshua 21 verse 43. And the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he sware to give unto their fathers, and they possessed it, and they dwelt therein. Now, sometimes you just read it. If you don't read in context and know the stories, like, oh, God gave them a piece of land and they just moved in. It wasn't that great. That's not what happened. In order to get what God gave them, they had to fight. They had to do battle. So how did God give it to them? He led them, he fought for them, and he fought alongside them. And verse 44, and the Lord gave them rest round about, according to all that he swore unto their fathers. And there stood not a man of all the enemies before them. The Lord delivered all the enemies into their hands. There fell not any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Another translation says, every good thing the Lord had promised them came true. See, the rest of Hebrews 4 and the rest of the promised land is the fulfillment of God's promise. The rest of Hebrews 4 is believing that God will do his part, and all you have to do is believe and obey him. You obey him from a place of rest, not stress. You obey him from a place of rest, not stress, because you trust him. It says, let us labor to enter into his rest. Just like those going into the promised land had to fight to get into the promised land, there are some fights you will have in this life. You are to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold onto eternal life. Sometimes the fight of faith is the fight to keep from fighting. Sometimes the fight of faith is the fight to keep you from stressing out, from getting over into your feelings. And stressing about everything in front of you. You have to work to stay in that place of rest. It's not automatic. Daily you have to take Jesus' yoke upon you. And remind yourself, he's with you and he's working with me. The same way God fought with those going into the promised land that was by their side, Jesus is working with me in my everyday life, taking me to the place he has for me. See, if we learn to rest well, we can enter into the rest of the promised land that God has for us as individuals and as a faith family. Just as God fought for the Israelites in Joshua's day, Jesus wants to work with us in our day. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession or the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. We're not just holding on to the promise because it's a promise. We're holding on to the promise because who promised it? The promise is great, but the one who promised it is greater. 
Because anybody can make a promise. But it depends on who made it if you trust it or not. But because the one who promised it is faithful, you hold on to what he said to you. You don't let it go, not because the promise is good, but because the one who made the promise is good. The one who made the promise can be counted on. The one who made the promise is faithful. You lay hold to that promise because of the one who promised it to you. So you refuse to stress. You hold on to it from a place of rest. You learn to rest well because you know who promised you. He's faithful. He can be trusted. He can be relied on. He can be counted on. So we need to hear what he has to say. We need to believe what he says. We need to mix faith with what he says. We need to do what he says. So we have to hear. We have to believe. We need to mix faith with it. So if he tells us something, then we're just going to say, oh, that's good. We need to say it on a regular basis if we're going to mix faith with it. Because you'll be surprised how many things you actually forget. That God can promise you something and you forget. Ten years later, oh, you know what? God did say if I believed him, he would do that. And it's not quite that you're in unbelief. You just forgot. And so some people miss out on miracles because they forgot to believe God. And if you're not talking about it on a regular basis, your faith is not working to grab it. You're not in unbelief. You're just in nothing. You have to work your faith with your mouth. You need to talk about it on a regular basis. It doesn't mean you need to tell other people. You can tell yourself in the mirror every single day. You say, oh, I feel weird talking to nobody. You talk to Siri and Alexa all day long. <laughs> you talk to stoplights, telling them to change for you. They don't hear you. They don't care. You talk to other cars driving by. They can't hear you either. So why not talk faith? And mix what God has said. And then do what he says. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 32 and begin to bring this so close. Second Chronicles 32 is one of the retellings of the story when the king of Assyria sent his army to capture Judah to take their walled cities, to take their kingdom. Not only did he send an intimidating army, he launched a PR campaign. He sent people to speak into the language of the people. Don't trust Hezekiah. Don't trust that king. He's going to say God's going to deliver you, but God won't really deliver you. God doesn't like you. God sent me to punish you. This is what the king was saying. Coming against their mind, coming against their hearts, trying to make them believe anything else but God's truth. But notice what the king, the man of God, said in verse 7. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. And he's not talking about a physical army. Because they had a physical army, but their physical army was not big enough to take down the empire of Assyria. The king says, with him is an arm of flesh. He acknowledged that he had power. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. The word rested means leaned. They leaned on encouraging words 
that God was stronger than their problem. They leaned on the encouraging words that God would help them and fight their battles. And God did just that. They believed God. They prayed, and God sent one angel and took out the army. Just one angel. Because they leaned on the encouraging words of God. See, what I'm saying to you today are encouraging words. Whether you lean on them or not is up to you. Whether you get angelic assistance or not is up to you. Whether it comes to pass in your life is up to you. Second Chronicles 14, 11. It's another story of the people of God. Another army comes to attack them. And Asa the king cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with you to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. So God, you can bring help and deliverance through a huge army, or you can do with it those who need a whole bunch of help. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you. We lean on you. We trust in you. Or we lean on you to support ourselves. And in your name, we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Let not man prevail against you. And of course, they have the victory. God gave them a great victory against the enemy. What or whom are you leaning on today? What or whom are you leaning on today? How and where you lean will determine the victory you experience. How and where you lean will determine the victory you experience. Are you leaning on your own ability? If you are, you are not resting. And your own ability can only take you so far. Because if you're leaning on what you can do, when a problem that comes up that's bigger than what you can handle, you will stress and you will worry and you fall into what it says in the Old Testament, it is vain for you to stay up late eating the bread of sorrows for he gives his beloved sleep. It's worthless for you to stay up all night worrying. Jesus said you can't worry and make yourself taller. Why are you staying up late? Now you're just going to wake up in the morning tired and angry and cranky. And nothing changed. Why you worried all night or stressed all night? Well, I prayed. No, you prayed from a place of fear and worry, not faith, so it didn't work. You worried all night. You complained all night. You whined all night. A lot of people call prayer is actually whining. Oh, God, why did you do this to me? Why did you allow this to happen to me? You're, that's not faith. Well, you know, I had all-night prayer. You had all-night complaining. <laughs> all-night wine session. That's not faith. That's not leaning on him. And see, people get in those situations because they relied on themselves for so long, and they've only used faith as an emergency card, that when they really have to use their faith to something shows up, they don't know how to do it. That's why we have to be professionals with our faith, to know how to use our faith on purpose. Like a mechanic uses a tool on purpose, we need to know how to use our faith on purpose. We actually have to live by faith. Faith is our lifestyle, not a get-out-of-jail-free card. 
So that means we have to be purposeful or using our faith every single day. Understanding that as we use our faith every single day, whether it's small or big, when something huge shows up, we know how to handle it. And we don't have faith in faith. We have faith in God. See, a lot of times in the faith movement and in faith churches, which we came from the faith movement and we is a faith church, hence the name faith. See, the biggest thing on there is faith. We are faith people. We are faith. Hashtag. Come on. All of these things. But our faith is not in faith. Our faith is in our God. Our trust is in our God. And we've had decades of great teaching, but our faith can't be in the mechanics of using your faith. The mechanics so you understand the process. But your faith has only have to be in God. Your trust has to be in him. You have to lean on him. You have to rely on him. You have to trust on him. You have to rest on him. You have to rest in him. See, Song of Solomon 8, 5 says, Who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on their beloved? You have to lean on him because he loves you. And just like we use the example of being yoked together while you're working with Jesus, you lean on him as you work. You're yoked together, so you might as well lean on him. So the days when you're tired, you're worn out, I don't know how I'm going to do it, lean. Don't say, well, I have enough soul power to push through. Your soul power can only get you so far. Lean. Acknowledge the situation. This looks crazy. I feel crazy. Everybody around me is crazy. But I ain't going crazy because I choose to lean. God, I acknowledge what's in front of me. I acknowledge the trouble that's ahead of me. I'm not denying it that it's there. I just believe your power is great enough to handle it. So instead of stressing, instead of worry, I lean. And I speak to that what you tell me to say. So as I'm lean, okay, what do you want me to say to that? So I say to it, I keep going forward. You have to lean on him. You have to rest on him. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. We can't forget it. We teach faith so that you can be close to Jesus. We don't teach faith for faith's sake. Everything we teach, everything we do is so you can be close to him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. You can't lean on him if you don't got faith. It's all about who you're leaning on. It's all about what you're resting on. As you work with him, lean on him. He's leading you to the promised land that he has for you. As you work with him and lean on him, he will share things with you. He will speak things to your heart. He will speak to you through your personal time of reading his word. He will speak to you through messages from your pastor and through other ways. As he speaks, believe him because he is faithful that promised. Rest well and you will enter into God's rest for you. Rest well, and you will enter into God's rest for you. You know, for faith people, we can't be known as the stressed out people. We have to be the people who are at rest, who are at peace. Oh, don't you see what happened? Yep. Why aren't you stressed out? 
What's that going to do? Why aren't you worrying? Really, what is that going to do? So I'm resting on him. Well, don't you see the news? Yep. Didn't you see the tweet? Yep. Didn't you hear about Wall Street? Yep. And I can't tell you how much I don't care. Why? How could you say that? I've taken my care and I put it on the one I'm leaning on. Because I'm not meant to carry that care. If I carry that care, I'm going to worry. I'm going to stress. I'll pick up my cares, put down his yoke, and walk away with the evil heart of unbelief. But because there's a lot of cares in this world, the world would all try to put all these cares on you. They'll keep throwing it your way. Y'all have to be so good at casting cares that FedEx and Amazon want to hire you at Christmas time to pack packages for them. <laughs> that you just got a machine going on. Boom, 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 boom. Woo! And some of your parents are like, well, I'm supposed to worry about my children. No, you're not. You're supposed to protect them. You're supposed to teach them faith. You're not supposed to worry about them. Having kids will increase the amount of things you can worry about. You have to learn how to cast your cares. Be a professional caster. Get that thing off of you. Remember who you're working with. Remember who you're leaning on. He is faithful that promise. I'm going to stop that clip right there. Thank you so much for starting your day with me. Go ahead and share this with others so they can be encouraged. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Have a great day. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today. So expect miracles. God bless.